Um, hello? Welcome. Hi. Hi, everybody. Is this thing on? We're back. Oh, my God. It's March. It's March. This is That So Retrograde. It's March Madness. It's a show about wellness. If you haven't heard, now you know. I'm Stephanie Falconson Barney. I'm Elizabeth Schildcott. Here we are, guys. It's March Madness. And March Madness is just when you go crazy realizing that it's already the third month of the year and you're still in your winter body. <laughs> is that is that it? It's huh? March Madness. I'm crazy. crazy. I've been eating bread. Honestly, like I'm really not for the like after New Year's, go on a crash diet, get your body tight because you've been eating over the holidays or like whatever the yeah. conventional wisdom is of the post holiday regroup. Right. I'm like, ride the winter. It's still cold out. You need the extra layer. You need comfort food. It gets down to 60 in LA. It's, actually, it's been like 38 at some nights, which is nuts. But now it's March and I'm feeling like spring clothing is coming through. I'm ready to like go back to exercising and being a little bit more mindful about, uh, you know, the food that I've been intaking. Yeah. It's not that I've been eating poorly. Right. But I also think there's something to be said about just like, letting yourself off the hook and go do whatever feels right. Like the past two weeks, I haven't felt like working out. Well, and then I got that face peel that we'll talk about, which I couldn't sweat. Bummer. So I was like, guess I, I, have to stay home. guess I can't work out. But like, if I wasn't vibing on it, like that's fine too. I'm off the hook, but now I want to get back on the hook. Cool. You know what I mean? Like Keep I was posted. chill and now I'm like, I want to be a little, right. like, I want to sweat every day. That's a beautiful goal. And make time for it. Like I feel like sometimes... There just isn't time to do everything. Right. And that was one of the things that just like. That's great. I didn't have time to do go as hard as I would have liked. Yeah. To but I think just like the mental gymnastics that at least I've experienced in the past around that. I'm like so done with that. Yeah. No, it's not my like 20 year old anorexia mindset. It's more just like cool. Like it's a new season mm-hmm. in, in the same way that I've been like cleaning my garage and cleaning my car and like doing spring cleaning, cleaning your house. car. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. It's a goddamn project, but I went to go do it and I ended up like sweeping my garage and going through all the books. Like it was a whole, you have a thing. garage. Yeah, I have a garage. There's so many things here. My so mind is blowing. I can't handle it. Um, but it's the same thing. It's like spring cleaning. It's the same, like yeah. sort of taking stock of what's going on in my body. Cause I don't want to get to the end of March or April and be like, Oh, now I really feel like I need right. to, you know, there's only so much self tanner can do. And I don't partake <laughs> and in self tanner because in that. I do. It's scary to me. I love a Kate Somerville self tanner wipe. Well, when you drop a name like Kate Somerville, um, Week so, in Wellness is us getting our shit together. Yeah, and <laughs> this also week. this week. Okay, so this episode will air this week, next week. We're pre-recording. You guys get over it. Pro tip secret. Sorry. Um, but we are going to be in Texas. We are headed to Texas. Texas. We're headed back. For South by Southwest, we're doing a show. If anyone's going to be in Austin or at South by, what's the date of our HMU. show? HMU. Hit me up. Do you know the date of the show? Yeah. It's March 12th at 2 p.m. at the Fairmont. Okay. Um, I believe it's only open to badge holders. Okay. But... Um, but we'll be around, we'll be out and about. So come say hi, give us edibles, give us edibles, give us some tips of like your favorite haunts in yeah. Austin. What's the rideshare app? I think it's ride Austin. No, Elizabeth's I think it is, convinced. but I just, I'm wondering if they've like evolved past that. Oh, I see. This in, since I just last opened year. the app and it looked like it was more it, like developed. It's developed. I love before. that you still have that on your phone. So funny thing about Austin, as far as I know, this may have changed, but 
you're not allowed to Uber there, so they have like their own like city specific. I like Ubers. that. Yeah, every city should have taking that. control, saying fuck you to the man. Yeah, I'm all totally. about it. Saying fuck you to scary Uber drivers. Yeah. So we're so if you're listening to this, we're probably in Texas. We're probably eating breakfast tacos, and yes. um, oh my god, okay. can't wait. Maybe I'll get back to March Madness body after Texas. Right. <laughs> um, Okay, but we have a week in wellness thing, even though it was a dry week, um, <laughs> according to Elizabeth and Brayden, our street team, our research team. Um, t- tomorrow, so it's March 7th right now. Tomorrow's March 8th. You guys are probably listening to this on like, March 10th. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want you guys to be informed. Anyways, it's International Women's Day, which I think is kind of beautiful, but also kind of hilarious because it's like... Okay, every day is International like, Women's Day, really. Also, isn't it like International Pizza Day, International Donut Day? Like, how do we... How do we mark the importance of all with every day being a day? In my mind, women are just important as pizza. So, if not more, some if, might say. Some might say. I don't know. That's don't yet know. to be determined. We, that's a different show. But I just thought it was like a fun opportunity to kind of take stock in like the women in our life, your your own female experience, and just kind of Aww. think about how you honor that in yourself and how you honor that in other people. How are you supporting that? How are you contributing? How are you self caring right. as a woman? Like, I just think it's a great kind of conversation starter. That's beautiful. So I give that to you guys. Give it to us. And fun weekend wellness news related to that is that the Weinstein company, remember Harvey Weinstein guys, how he just like made people suck his dick for roles Um, and like went down on them apparently, (laughs) which is so weird. Um, It's like a gift and a curse. (laughs) Um, He, a group of women bought that company out and are completely, they're basically taking the framework of the company and restructuring it to fit the ethos of an inclusive society. And they'll be, you know, funding projects that are female centric and it's like a $50 million endeavor or whatever. But yeah, I think that's a really cool sort of little like light in the dark of all this Weekend Wellness coming to you live from the inner workings of Hollywood. Hollywood. I know it's very Hollywood centric and I'm sorry, I'm so Hollywood, but, but I just think it's anytime, it doesn't really matter the industry. It's more just about the energy of yeah. the thing. So that's really what it's more about. Well, for the me. thing about the entertainment industry in general and like why them kind their ability to lead the force of you, you know, they control the narrative of everything we consume. Exactly. So the messaging that they put out there, whether we hold it to a high standard or not, it's it's still the most amplified message that we're going to get. Totally. So it is really cool, yeah. and it really is important. Yeah. So that if, is a great week. That is not a dry week, God damn yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's a great week in wellness. And, <laughs> and you know, oh, uh, also planetarily-wise, I read this, that Jupiter, the planet of luck and expansion that we talked about with Ambi in Scorpio, is now retrograde. So it's like a good time to go back and revisit October of 2017 Mm. projects that you might have been engaged with or people or ideas. So what I did this morning is I went back into my journal and was like reading what I was going through at that time. Mm. And it was actually like really helpful and illuminating. And if you want to hear more about that, go to uh, alchemywithambi.com. And can I can I reveal this? Yeah. March 31st, our event at Wanderlust. Okay. It's going to be exciting. Ambie is going to be one of our guests along with some other fun surprises. We have a musical guest. We have a comedian. We have Ambie. 
our live show is really just picking up steam and we really want you guys to you be heard about the last one and then uh, yeah <laughs> hopefully this won't blow the lid off of some seriously underlying uh gender tensions in the world <laughs> but, <laughs> but if it hope. does then if that's anything great. that was entertaining that was really great yeah um i will say there will also be a gift bag and the potential to uh hang out with us a little bit maybe a little meet and like greet talk scenario. just like have friendship yeah maybe like a coffee or like a wine or something yeah what are the beverage offerings i don't know we don't know yet right so anyways it's gonna be awesome wanderlust is a really cool spot great avocado toast come hang we're gonna have ticket information as soon as it's available so bookmark your calendars the event space under the events tab on our internet space known as the website march 31st 7 30 p.m Mark your cows, kids. It's a date. All right. Destiny. Should we get into today's interview? We're so excited. Yes, of course we should. Cut right to it. Really excited about today's show. Same. I have so many questions. Me too. And we're going to find out. I am excited because it's a subject that I've been wanting to talk about publicly. Yeah. And also because the speaker is a man, which I just generally get stoked about. Uh, (laughs) And you have a a past experience. I feel like this might have been a manifest destiny on your part. It really was. So let's welcome Dr. Will Cole, functional medicine doctor to the show. Hello. Hello. How are you guys? So good. Thanks for flying in from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I first heard about you, heard you speak when I was listening to Sirius XM, Jenny McCarthy show, probably about a year and a half ago, year ago. It's been a while. It's been a minute. Um, And I was like, who's this guy? He's so cool. He's so informed. Got to have him on the show. And then we kind of like, did we meet on the internet? Like Instagram? Instagram, yeah. And then Danielle Shine who yes. chef shine she's so awesome she's gonna come on she's in london now i think but she i just am throwing out a bunch of names sorry they're all over the place i can't pick <laughs> I them can't up pick fast them enough up. Um, <laughs> she i met with her and she was like you really should talk to dr well when i was going through all my skin stuff she's like he'll he's he's really helped me and then so then we got formally introduced our friendship moved away from instagram and onto an email exchange and then a skype exchange and now a stage exchange because you're here right now what's next for you guys i'm following the saga saga. so shout out to jenny mccarthy for really like starting the uh connection great I'll let her know. Yeah, let her know. <laughs> um, so welcome. We're excited Thanks to have so much you. for having me. Yeah. You're a functional medicine doctor. What is that? What the heck is functional medicine? Yeah. So uh, it's, in short, evidence-based alternative medicine. Okay. Uh, it's more than that. Alternative uh, to? Conventional medicine. Okay. So it's it's looking to the root cause, but based on really awesome, the latest advancements in diagnostic testing. Okay. So conventional medicine is largely trained to diagnose a disease, give it an ICD-10 code, a diagnosis code, and then give it an appropriate medication. That works for some people, but ultimately a lot of our patients are at the point where they've done everything their doctor has asked them to do. But despite being a compliant, awesome patient, they still are struggling with their health issues. Mm. So they're looking, what's missing? Like, I'm doing everything I'm told. And they're, like, immersed in Dr. Google. They're immersed in wanting to find out why the heck I feel the way that I do. And they're looking for answers. And I functional medicine can really dig deeper beyond the superficial layer of conventional medicine. So... Look, I, I could talk about this all day long. Yeah, you well, that's why you're well, here. I want you to. And the thing that I, I want to get specific on is like, 
you know, this obviously like us and our listeners are kind of people that are in, interested in pursuing alternative ways of healing mm -hmm. and health. Mm -hmm. What I'm kind of confused about though is like why conventional medicine doesn't explore the deeper issues. Cause like what I'm hearing from you is like, okay, so say you have, I don't know, you have like diabetes or something. So they're mm -hmm. like, okay, just go on insulin. That's kind of an extreme one or you have acid reflux. So here's that, but that's not going to like make the problem go away. It's just going to subside the symptoms. Yeah. So functional medicine, what is telling, taking, Going to the root cause, basically. Yeah, right. And the reason to answer your question, the reason why, it's because it, the training is just different today. It's they're trained to do that conventional diagnose and match it with a medication. Right. So it's it's just not the training, but the, it's I think things are changing mm -hmm. maybe in pockets. Yeah. The Cleveland Clinic has a functional medicine yeah. center. That's huge. Yeah. So I think there will be pockets within conventional medicine that are awakening to the fact that what we're doing isn't working. And we have to do something different to see different results. Yeah. So I think there's lights in pockets of lights in what the darkness. What is the training to become a functional medicine doctor? And how does that differ from like, let's call it quote unquote traditional medicine? Conventional. 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 Yeah, or whatever. Man mainstream. Functional, conventional, mainstream, all the different <laughs> kinds. Right. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> the crazy thing is most of my colleagues are conventionally trained medical doctors but the IFM the Institute for Functional Medicine sort of this sort of mecca of different types of doctors there's MDs and DCs and LACs and NDs all these DOs coming together to say look beyond our doctorate how do how can we take our learning for our patients to the next level so it's Typically, you have to be a doctor of some sort, mm -hmm. some practitioner, and then go to somewhere like the Institute for Functional Medicine, which is kind of the gold standard in the field, to learn more. So it's like an advanced yeah. level up from like your, our, your previous doctrine. So how, what's your education? Yeah, so my doctor is from Southern California University of Health Sciences. Okay. And then my host doctorate is in functional medicine and clinical nutrition. And how does uh, functional medicine differ from naturopathic medicine? Good, Ooh, good question. That is a good question. Thank you. So uh, there are a <laughs> lot of cool commonalities here, but I think the difference is the evidence-based aspect of it from a lab. So uh, there are a lot of naturopaths that are trained in functional medicine, certainly. But I think that functional medicine, I think, brings and marries the best of modern evidence-based medicine using really awesome labs that are reputable, quality, objective labs. Science. So, yeah, science, <laughs> right. It takes the woo-woo away from it to a, lot, a large degree and then say, okay, how can we marry the best of that with alternative medicine, which is actually getting somebody healthy. Right. And not just covering up the symptoms, like you right. said. So that's the difference. I think a lot of naturopaths are functional in many ways, but I think that they maybe are a little bit light on the diagnostic aspect of mm -hmm. it. And that doesn't mean they don't get people healthy right. by all means. So there's overlapping uh, commonalities, but we're a little bit different. So someone would come to you after, I mean, personally, I think that you would be the person to just like start with in general. Like, I don't really see why you would need a conventional medicine doctor if you're someone who can kind of bridge both those yeah, and some people worlds. do. I mean, right. the I IFM has an amazing directory where you can look based on your state, and there's some GPs that are functionally trained. Yeah. They're not as common, right? right? But they're growing in numbers every year. It's more and more doctors saying, look, we need to wake up to this. Like, they instinctively, a lot of people are waking up to the fact that I'm prescribing people these medications. They're not getting better. There's lots of potential side effects. 
and they want something better. I mean, most people get into healthcare because they want to help help people. Right. Yeah. So then, when they see the system kind of really failing a lot of people, that's what inspires a lot of my colleagues to say, "Look, let's do something different." So I have a personal anecdote on this tip. Yeah. Um, when I was 19, I started having like really crazy panic attacks Mm -hmm. and I thought I was losing my mind. I was like, I'm crazy. I'm just crazy. Like I need to be on like an antipsychotic. And then my doctor was like, slow your roll. Like let's do some blood work. And he is just a regular internist, but he had the foresight to do like the depths of testing. Like first we did like the heart rate test. Then I did all the blood work and like Mm -hmm. found out that I have pernicious anemia. And he was like, that wasn't something that he had ever like diagnosed before for a long time it was like you don't have enough folic acid you need to take folate like it took like levels of his exploration and I felt like very lucky to be in the hands of a doctor who was curious enough to push the boundaries of just the prescribing because I know that's what he wanted to do right but there isn't a medication for that right no yeah, and it's was he a functional medicine? Doctor? No, he was just like oh. my family doctor who was like, yeah. I was like, give me drugs, you know, because I was, you <laughs> know, I came up from that world as well, yeah. and wouldn't have even from your medical profession. No, just like being a child of the '90s, like you know, I could have avoided even getting that if someone had, was like, don't take protonics, change your diet. Like I got that from a drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what people are: these laundry list of medications yeah. and side effects from the first medication. Yeah. I get it. And there's great diagnostician GPs and internists out there that are just good at their job. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It's kind of few and far between today because it is so much. They're overbooked. You're in there for like an hour and a half to see them for five minutes. It's the way the system's structured. Uh, so it, we're not indicting any one doctor and saying, you know, they're bad. It's just the system's broken. Yeah. And you can't look at the statistics today and really to argue that. Do you take insurance? It offsets some of the costs of labs, like yeah. blood tests, yeah. or typically offset. Yeah. So we code it properly to have the labs offset that cost. The rest of it's considered elective, by and large. So other than health savings accounts and flex, like HSAs, FSAs, it's, it's, it's not covered by insurance. Yeah. I think that that must be the barrier I to think entry it is. for most for people. people, which is just, I mean, it's such a large conversation, but the fact that our system isn't set up to support this like the citizens of America's health like it would be so much more smart to set people up to have these tests so as a preventative matter versus coming to you for instance as like a final result when the system has failed them in what's offered yeah like I know that's the barrier to entry because I used to see um like a she was, I guess, a functional medicine doctor, traditional doctor, and then also her practice was alternative. Mm-hmm. And she had to become um, a concierge medical practice yeah. because otherwise she was going to get like her license revoked because she wasn't mm-hmm. going directly to prescribing medication. She was starting with like uh, amino acids and vitamins. And then yeah. obviously if that didn't work, she was like, here's yeah. actual medication. Yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about like what that looks like for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm considered a concierge mm-hmm. functional you are. medicine okay. practitioner. Yeah, so 80% of our patients are seen virtually via Skype or FaceTime. Uh, you know, a small handful are locally in Pittsburgh. Um, so yeah, that's what we do. It's considered concierge. And I, I agree with you. I think that we need to start subsidizing health and yeah. start supporting people taking action for their health. That's a good thing. And it lowers the cost of 
the burden, the medical cost burden that we are seeing in the United States, and not just in the U.S., but across Europe as well. So the system's structured differently. Uh, and f- pharmaceutical, you know, I think what it comes down to is that healthy people don't really use the system, which is mm-hmm. not designed ultimately. Uh, it doesn't make the system money. And I, I think that's not just myself that's, that's saying this. Yeah, but I mean, I have health insurance and the only reason why I have it is I, none of the doctors that I go to are people really other than like a gyno, but really the reason why I feel like I, it's important to have it is God forbid I should have to go to like the emergency room. Like yeah. that, that, that's really what it's ultimately covering. It's yeah. not covering like the day to day of like how we take care of ourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you something else about that and then I just lost it. Hold on. Maybe to that point, I mean... All of our patients are working class people. Yeah. So that's another thing that we do everything we can to make sure it's affordable and accessible to people. Uh, obviously, in, the labs aren't covered by insurance, and they are what they are. But Why is that? There's no procedure codes for a lot of them. They're considered elective. So it's similar mm-hmm. to like cosmetic procedure or it's the dentistry a lot of times. So according to insurance companies, it's elective to know like your blood panel. Yeah. But how could a doctor get any information about your health without that? Yeah, because you can get core labs. And if there's an ICD-10 code for it, you can get core labs and good information from labs. So there definitely are things you can cover by insurance. I don't want to make it seem like it's not insurance at all. Right. But I would say a lot of the advanced labs at this point are considered, are basically cash-based. Do you see that shifting? I think, yeah, I do. I see a few labs out there. There's some mm-hmm. microbiome tests out there that you can go through insurance. There's some hormonal testing you can get, expanded hormonal testing you can get through uh, insurance. Uh, and I have heard recently of a big insurance company. I'm not sure what it is. They're slowly rolling out some functional care. Like acupuncture, I know, is covered by some companies. Yeah, absolutely. And I think beyond that, they're actually looking at preventative care and encouraging that. So what does the conversation look like for you, like with the insurance company? And did you, did you set out to be concierge? Like how did that work for you? Yeah, because I knew the system. I'm just one man. I, I, I I knew the systems and the complexities of why things are the way they are. It's bigger Mm -hmm. than I understand. Mm -hmm. So I knew, okay, I need to get people better. That's what I was focusing. I've honestly always been concierge because I saw my colleagues and the limitations they were having. And honestly, sadly, a lot of my colleagues are leaving conventional medicine by droves trained MDs leaving because they're like, I can't even utilize this cool information I'm learning because they're like, you have five minutes with them or whatever time with them. And it's like, see you later. Right. They don't even have time to to devote the amount of time that my consult, I I spend about an hour and a half, two hours with the initial consultation. Your standard GP doesn't have that time. Right. Um, So it's a time thing as well. What is the most common thing people are coming to you for? Autoimmunity. I was going to ask you about that. Which pernicious anemia. Yeah. It's, 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 Can it's we a, talk about like what that is and like why I feel like in the last 10 years everyone has one? Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's estimated that 50 million Americans have some sort of autoimmune disease. And that's, you know, by the time they're even diagnosable, those are end stage problems. Mm. Like crazy statistics, like 90% of our adrenal glands have to be destroyed before it fits the criteria of being, this is Addison's disease. And about 80% destruction of the villi of our gut before they say, well, this is showing up on a biopsy, it's celiac disease. Or similar statistics, myelin sheath destruction, 70% destruction, before it shows up on an imaging study and they say, you have MS. 
Uh, this didn't happen overnight. On right. average, 10 years prior to it's that bad. Then they say, well, there you go. There, let's go, put you on a steroid or an immunosuppressant or biological drug. The, there's this whole autoimmune inflammation spectrum. Yeah. Uh, there's silent autoimmunity, meaning if you ran labs, there'd be positive antibodies, but they're feeling fine. They're not noticing any problems. And then it creeps into stage two, which is autoimmune reactivity, okay. where a lot of people are at. They're, they're the ones that are labeled fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, random symptoms no one can explain. They go from specialist to specialist with a pile of labs and nothing to show for it. Mm-hmm. And stage three is that full-blown autoimmune disease, which most of our patients are there as well. Um, so it's somewhere between stage two and stage three that they start realizing, heck, I need to do something different. Right. Like this isn't, I, this is not looking good. Um, so why are more people? I think it's a mixture of a lot of things, but what researchers are looking at is this mismatch between our genetics, which haven't changed in 10,000 years, and epigenetics, these environmental factors that so the foods that we eat or don't eat, our stress levels uh, or, or lack of it, our exposure to toxins, um, viruses, all of these epigenetic factors are triggering these latent genetic predispositions that have been there for 10,000 years. But because we're being this onslaught of these stressors are awakening these genetic predispositions. So that's really what it is. It's not one thing, but it's a lot of different factors that more and more people, like little kids... It's really crazy that I, what was once, like, later on in life, you'd see people get pro- certain problems. Now it's like I see little mm. kids that are six and seven that have autoimmune diseases like never before. Mm. And it's, this is, like, obviously heavy stuff, but there's so much that people can do. There's so yeah. much they can do, and it's beyond just take this medication, see you in six what months. What does preventative care – so let's say we're on a track where things are good. Mm. What are your – tips for preventative care or maintenance care, like a few things that you recommend. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to generalize and do an across the board rec, but yeah, well, I think it starts with food and I know that's overplayed in our world of wellness, but it really does start there. You have to get that foundation right mm-hmm. and then move from there. So if you're not doing it, or a lot of people are doing it a lot of times, but then they'll still have this sort of double life of eating the junk food and then eating the good food. And right. that works for some people, not people with genetic predispositions for autoimmunity. They have less wiggle room. How do you know if you have a predisposition for autoimmunity? Well, fam- like if your look at family history. It? Yeah. Look at family history. They, they're X chromosome linked. Many of them are. The more women than men tend to have autoimmune conditions. And it doesn't have to translate from one to another. Uh, so there's over 100 autoimmune diseases. And another 40 in addition to that that have at least an autoimmune component. So rheumatoid arthritis, Sjogren's, lupus, um, uh, thyroiditis, Hashimoto's disease, Crohn's, all sort of uh, tons. I mean, but if you see these things in your family, then you say, okay, look, I need to do whatever I can to take responsibility for my health. And that's not to put fear into somebody or worry and stress like, I'm going to get this. That's not to say that at all. But you have to know what you're up against to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And it's just about empowerment, really. It's about like, look, I can't change my genes, but what can I do in my life to protect my my genetics? Can functional medicine reverse autoimmunity? The goal would be to put it into remission, to dampen the inflammation attack. Because what is autoimmunity? It's the immune system thinking that certain parts of our body is a virus or bacteria and is attacking it, destroying it. So the 
there's no cure for autoimmunity, but you can live, you can put it into remission, you can live a long, healthy, vibrant life, but you're going to have to live and breathe and function and do life with what works for you. Um, and that's what we're meant to find is their roadmap to food and stress mm-hmm. and these epigenetic factors, the things they can control. What are some like cool advancements that, because obviously, as you explained with functional medicine, you guys are, are more up to date in terms of the advancements within the medical profession. So like, what are some like fun things happening right now? Yeah. It's some awesome. Fun medical stuff. Now that we're all dying, what's fun? (laughs) Look, and there are some autoimmune diseases that are simple fixes, right? Like pernicious anemia, Hashimoto's, even though it can wreck your life, some tweaks, not all all of them are great. Yeah, give me some hot tips. Yeah, so... (laughs) Because all I do is injections. Okay, so autoimmunity, I mean, 75% of our immune system's in our gut, right? So microbiome testing, some awesome advancements there. Explain that. Microbiome. Buzzword. So hot right now. (laughs) Yes. Have you guys talked about the microbiome yet on your show? Um, We haven't gone deep with it, but... I'm kind of excited that this is like the first real conversation about this. Yeah. (laughs) So it's um, the trillions of bacteria in our gut. It's 75% of our immune system. So in our gut, there's upwards of 100 trillion bacteria. Uh, That's... 10 times more bacteria than we have human cells, which is about 10 trillion. So it's a lot of bacteria. Um, And it regulates, I know, super gross, but we wouldn't be alive without a healthy, robust bacterial diversity. So it's basically just looking at the landscape of our gut garden. And you're looking for bacterial overgrowth and yeast and fungal overgrowth, things that can stress out our immune system, especially for somebody that has that genetic predisposition. You want your gut to be as stable and balanced and diverse as possible, which is really a microcosm of what I think our world should be like, balanced and healthy and diverse. That's really what what we're looking at in the microbiome as well. Uh, So we're looking for things like leaky gut syndrome, which is basically intestinal permeability. Things are passing through the gut that shouldn't be able to pass through the gut. And what researchers are finding is that this thing, leaky gut syndrome, is a trigger for many autoimmune diseases, at least associated with many autoimmune diseases. Okay. So looking at the landscape of the microbiome, and I think a cool thing that people can start to maybe do on their own is um, methylation testing. You guys familiar with I don't methylate. You don't methylate. I'm like a whole mess of beef problems. Yeah, right. So with pernicious anemia, that's a methylation issue. Yeah. So we are looking at this big biochemical superhighway that makes our brain healthy, our hormones healthy, our gut healthy, detox pathways healthy. And people with different genetic mutations don't methylate very well. What is methylate? So methylation is this big superhighway that makes us healthy and alive. It, it impacts everything. <laughs> it happens no a, can't deal. believe I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> happens a billion times every second. Okay. And again, methylation hasn't changed in 10,000 years. So it's not the methylation impairments that have changed. It's the stress that we're putting our methylation impairments under that has changed. But like I was told I have a, the MTHFR mutation, right? right? That's what it's called. That's what it is. It's not an acronym for a swear word. But right. Yeah. It is an acronym for the enzyme that converts folic acid into folate. Right. But this isn't a rare condition. This is, no, it's about, it's, it's a lot of people. Yeah. So, the, and... It's not to say everybody with MTH, I have the same mutation. I have a double mutation, which is the bad kind, at what's called the C677T gene, which means my body really sucks at 
detoxing and methylating. Yeah. So, but I don't have pernicious anemia. So it's not saying I'm going to get it. It's saying, okay, look, now that I know these genetic predispositions, because I have autoimmunity on both sides of my family, what can I do to mitigate or decrease those risk factors? Okay. So what our bodies do, they don't convert folic acid into folate, which yes. we need to methylate. It's like mm-hmm. a methyl donor, yeah. a carbon hydrogen group uh, that you need to be super healthy. So MTHFR gene mutations, and there's other ones than, more than that. There's ones that instruct vitamin D metabolism, and we know that's deficient for a lot of people. So being aware, and the reason why I said this is because you don't need a doctor to do it. You can right. just do 23andMe, and then there's tons of cool... Not sponsored, but open to it. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that 23andMe. Uh, but basically, you could take that genetic, raw genetic data, because 23andMe will give you the raw genetic data. And they give you health information, too. But what I typically recommend is to take that gene data, your gene data, and upload it to Prometheus or uh, Genetic Genie or these sort of methylation and detox panels to say, and some of these programs give you action steps to do. Are those free? The programs, some are really low cost or Uh free. Like Genetic Genie is free. Prometheus is like $5. Okay. So... You pay for the 23andMe, and you can find out you have, like, a Scandinavian cousin in Chicago that you never knew. <laughs> also, uh, <laughs> then you can find out yeah. if you have a methylation uh, predisposition. Which, beyond that, what can you do about it? Right. I think that's what people want yeah, to know. Yeah, that's like, the question. Right. It's like, okay, yes, it's cool from a biohacker geek standpoint, but what action step for the average person, what can they do about it? Which many of these programs will tell you. Like, these are some suggestions. Detox, basically. Detox or sub, like, M, like MTHFR. You don't want to use folic acid normally. Right. You use methylfolate. Yes. That's a good thing to know. Yeah. Because what do many people, when they're pregnant, they're told to take folic acid. Well, now that's like the thing that I'm obsessed with when I look at vitamins. Right. I'm like, this vitamin's garbage. It's cyanocobalamin and folic acid. They can suck my dick. <laughs> like, people can't take this vitamin yeah. because it's just not useful. Right. So this is the knowledge that's like empowerment. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. small tweaks to know based on genetic impairments, how can I support my immune system? Like MTRR mutations, they need typically higher levels of B12. And what's that? That's another me- methyl- okay. methylation. So all these methylation genes have very, they're, ac- they're all acronyms for like these big long words. Yeah. Um, so MTRR is like another one that they, if there's a double mutation at some of those gene locations, they need higher levels of B12. How would you know that unless you tested for it? Right. And these are simple things. Like everybody takes B vitamins. A lot of people do. Uh, and why not know this information if they're clinically relevant, if they're practical? And there's some stuff that are so obscure that you're never going to use it and there's no action steps to it. But, yeah. What about high homocysteine levels? Yeah, so MTRR and MTHFR. Uh, are two genes that help recycle homocysteine down, which is a type of inflammation. It's a source of inflammation. Yeah. It's an amino acid that's pro-inflammatory. So people like us that have this gene mutation, you may have it too. I don't want to leave you out. but we oh. may, we may <laughs> You're broken too. <laughs> <laughs> but we have this methylation impairment. We have to run homocysteine, which is another super simple test. Any doctor can run it. You don't have to be... Uh, you have a, even a functional medicine doctor to run it. Mm-hmm. So just ask for homocysteine. We want it below seven, uh, which the reference range for the lab is going to be anywhere between 10 and 14. So that's the reference range in the lab. We want the optimal functional range. So how do you get it down? Maybe this is a sidebar. Yeah, Maybe but- I should <laughs> Skype with you because I know mine. It's really high. It's like in the 40s. Okay. It's like psychotically high. Yeah, we My can talk about stop. it. 
any we can day talk now. about it. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's not good. It's associated with cardiovascular yeah. issues. Associated with brain above seven's been linked to increased blood brain barrier permeability. But you can fix it. These Bye. are things. <laughs> these are things you can overcome. Yeah. These are things that ha- put your head in the dirt and say I'm stress people. Stress right. is not good for our health. Right. Either. Right. Like even worrying about it is probably creating more of a problem. Exactly. So the, like everybody that's hearing this, like I just want them to have grace about all this stuff because it's not to add to your pile of things to do and stress about. This is about, okay, knowledge is power. Take what you can digest right now and then do little things as long as it doesn't cause stress. Because I think stress is huge and I'd rather somebody not deal with the, some of these problems and not stress. Right. Versus stress and stress and stress and stress and stress and always be in this, act of, this, this consciousness of stress, which is counteracting all the good stuff they're trying to do. So stress can basically like activate a predisposition to totally. any of these things. Absolutely. What are your tips for not stressing? Yeah, navigating. Be in the Rama Institute. <laughs> Shout out to Rama Institute yeah. for holding space for the show today. <laughs> uh, beyond and that... Every- Day, yeah, you know, since the summer, <laughs> I think that you need to take it away from the sound bites and into the practical of like, I'm going to schedule acts of silence, I'm going to be intentional about it and do small little pockets and then build from there. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't doing that, most people aren't able to just sit and meditate all day, nobody can, but. What can I do in my life today to start bringing some stillness in my life? Breath awareness, present moment awareness, inner body awareness. I think these are things that people need to take away from the books and the blogosphere to like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to quit talking about it and do it. So what do you say to like a first time silence seeker? Someone who's come to you probably because the other modalities have failed them and they're just kind of like I don't know where to start like wellness isn't part of their curriculum of life yeah I I was talking to a guy who owns Peak Tea have you heard of Peak Tea it's a really cool tea company anyways this is guy it the is, little packet yes you love those what is it Peak Tea those little packets of tea they're like the crystal tea the, oh yes, yeah fun yummy yeah. yeah so anyways Simon at Peak Tea, brilliant guy. He's like a tea aficionado. But the reason why I'm mentioning them is because he just recommends just using the tea or the coffee or whatever, drink your morning ritual and using that as an act of stillness. Mm. I think that's something that a lot of people can do is just say, I'm going to have this little tiny moment of just relaxation. And hopefully that the ripple effect of that is they start doing that more and more. And there's a lot of good resources online. I'm sure you guys have covered different techniques on your show in past episodes, too. Nope, never. (laughs) So just to, like, kind of touch back with with what you're doing, if someone wanted to have a session with you or work with you, what would that look like? Well, it's all on our website at drwillcole.com. Okay. So we offer a free health evaluation to basically say... I love my doctor and, and obey, obey t-shirt. t-shirt. That's what I was just thinking. I'm like, that's important that's, to me. This is so important. Yes. <laughs> First of all, no lab quotes here. Okay, go on. Uh, but basically say, okay, can we even help you? Is this something that's right for you or not? We don't want to waste anybody's time. And at that point, we can say, yeah, we, we see this all the time. We're confident with this. Let's, let's set up a consultation. The consultations are with me. Uh, and at that time, we spend about an hour and a half and talk about your health and kind of see what's even relevant to you. Like one of the judgments of functional medicine practitioners like myself get is that we run too many labs and it's like 
it's not covered by insurance. You're just being excessive. I think you could be comprehensive without being excessive. Mm-hmm. I think you can be, okay, what's, that's what a proper health history is for. Like, what, maybe you don't need methylation impairment testing. Maybe you don't need microbiome testing. So let's be savvy about it so you can get the most relevant information for your health. You turn people away? Well, it's not that I turn people away. It's maybe not something that I specialize in. Specialize in. I see. So I see autoimmune cases, which that's a far-reaching implications there. So gut issues, brain issues, hormonal issues, mm-hmm. those. But the commonality is autoimmune inflammation. Um, yeah, so maybe it's something that I don't really see. Right, like, like a cancer or something. Cancer. That's a good example, right? Yeah. People come in for that. And not to say that not a, some of my patients have had cancer, but that's not the primary reason why they're coming in. But there are functional medicine doctors who that's their specialty. So 100%. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we spoke, I was coming off of my, my skin trauma. Let's call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a bit about the gut-skin access? And, and I, f- I don't know if it's... M- if I'm recognizing it because I went through it and I've had so much dialogue with people who are also going through it, but like women in their thirties having crazy skin issues, Mm -hmm. like, has this always been the case? And I'm just in my thirties. So I now know, or is there something like, is it's a new trend, new hot trend? Fun. (laughs) Yeah, it is a trend, but it's not like, obviously, you know, it can be horribly isolating and very difficult um, to overcome because it's one thing look it has its own there's a lot of people with autoimmunity and inflammatory problems that are silent and they look fine they look like everything's awesome but they are miserable and they're mm. I, that's isolating to everyone judges you and say why are you not coming to the party why are you always canceling on me it's because mm-hmm. they feel miserable and then there's the other side where you see it like skin issues and it's it may not be life-threatening but it is still uh, De- slightly debilitating. I, it's debilitating. Your quality of life's in the gutter. Um, so there, it's, it's, a, it's an issue. So it's just, with, like I said, with the autoimmune inflammation spiking, a lot of these people with PCOS, endometriosis, hormonal problems, it's an inflammatory problem, hormonal related, but a lot of them have an autoimmune component to them. Mm. So your gut is connected to your skin through what's called the gut-skin axis. And... Um, it's the power of the microbiome. It doesn't impact just digestion, but it impacts our brain, impacts our immune system, impacts our skin. Um, so you have to look at the gut-brain axis. Your gut is our second brain. So it's formed from the same fetal tissue, our gut and brain. Uh, and that is that why they look the same on the inside? Yes, thank you for Whoa! noticing that. Oh, <laughs> holy light bulb. Haven't I said that for years? Yes. They look the same. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> just my leaves. gut brain is blown <laughs> yeah. to pieces. It is, it's both. It's bidirectional. So your gut influences your brain, and your other way around. Right. So, um, and that and that also impacts your hormonal system because your brain is speaking to your endocrine system. Mm-hmm. So the body is all interconnected, and it's looking. And these are the things that functional medicine doctors are saying. Like, look, let's look at the connections here. Is everything due to the gut? No. But it's such a relevant uh, facet for many people that why not look there and rule it out? Right. And you don't know if it's an issue if you don't look there. Right. So it's at least ruling it out. Um, and there's a lot of labs out there, and you're talking about cost and patient accessibility. There's a lot of labs that you do not need a doctor for that will give you some practical uh, applications. Yeah, because I hate the idea that like the things that we talk about, the thing that you do, mm-hmm. the thing that would make people healthy is reserved for people of a certain social, social yeah, class. Like yeah. I hate that. I think that's really f- 
really unfortunate. And, but it's true. And it's, it comes down to, yeah, the food that's available. Like, you know, you go into certain neighborhoods and it's like, there's only like a John's, not even a Vons. You know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> that really is like the truth of the accessibility. So I would never want this conversation to make people feel like they're isolated from even accessing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess just like the simple fixes are real. and even 23 me, like that's a $125 test. Yeah. Um, like what would be, I guess, common symptoms. I know you can't broadly diagnose anyone, but like if you're feeling this, like, you know, for me, when I get inflamed, I know cause my joints feel weird. Yeah. Chronic headaches. Yeah. Or like that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think that States of inflammation. Look, states of inflammation, not all of them are autoimmune. Right. So I don't want to scare anybody and think I have inflammation, I have autoimmune disease. And stay away from WebMD for this entire conversation, <laughs> yes, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Dr. Google is yeah. not welcome here. No. Endless, Dr. Google's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> very conflicted man, Dr. Yeah. Google. He gives everyone cancer <laughs> and or AIDS. Yeah. So it's about... <laughs> Equipping yourself with information with not overloading yourself and just saying, pressing positive. Honestly, we tell some of our patients, just please don't Google anymore. Like, yeah. You found us through Google. Fantastic. But it's a double-edged <laughs> sword. Right. You've gotten what you needed to get. Yeah. Now it's like you can find anything online to agree with your fears. Yes. So um, it's, uh, what was the question? Sorry. The qu- I, guess I didn't really ask a question, but it's, mo- it's mostly just like, how do you, if you're in a certain socioeconomic position. Like if you're on a, position, for a gal on a budget yeah. or a guy, like. Where do they start? How can you deal with this the without breaking your bank? The 23andMe was a great yeah. tip. But like other, I mean, obviously in a perfect world, everyone could have a consultation with you and do that. But some people only have the reliance of their insurance and, and that type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I would say, again, most, all, I can't think of a patient that's not working class. I mean, I'm not seeing patients from Beverly Hills. Right. I'm seeing patients from the middle of nowhere in Alabama that has no functional medicine doctor around her. And she's like, all I have is my internet and I'm going to call you. Okay. I have the specific question. So they go to their doctor and, and they aren't they're The results are like inconclusive and they're not fixing what the problem is. If they could get one test to be indicative of more information, what would that test be? Yeah, like, and I, you have to ask for the tests. Yes, and I don't. I don't even know if I would start with a functional medicine lab. Right. I think you could start with something that your doctor can bill for insurance. Right. And it would probably be inflammation. Saying. Okay. It would be high sensitivity CRP. We want it below one. It's this type of, an amino acid that's pro-inflammatory. And homocysteine, which you mentioned. Right. I think I'd start with there. Okay. Because so many of these problems are inflammatory. Why not start there? Right. Which is like the commonality between all these problems we're talking about. So that gives you at least a baseline. How's my inflammation? Right. And okay. if from there you can say, okay, what are things I can do? Because that's your baseline. Yeah. And then you can, in three more months, ask your doctor, hey, run it again. They probably won't run it unless you ask because there's no medication for it. Right. Um, but if there was a medication for it, they'd give everybody right. <laughs> these tests. Right. Um, but it's like, well, homocysteine's high. What, they're not going to give you Why don't medication. you try natto kyanese? Yeah. I've already tried you that. You guys are speaking not my language. <laughs> I've already, but I've literally tried everything for that. <laughs> but Maybe most people not, that are, they don't have a pernicious anemia, they, even if they get homocysteine ran and they just run it on like a battery of labs, they won't even talk about it even if it's 15 or 20 or right. 25. Right. They'll just say, oh yeah, it's high. Oh yeah. Because there's no medication for it. It's right. just this flippant, oh yeah, it's high on the lab. And they'll never talk about it. So it's like our responsibility to hear that with these baselines and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. What does that mean if it's high? And then take the next step. Like we almost have to become like 
investigative yes. reporters of our body. Yes. What's your stance on just going back a little bit to the skin stuff? Um, hormone testing. We're both like my We're issue. Like, so, yeah. my no, issue. No, no. So, my issue. so hormone <laughs> testing, I did, for instance, I did like, and we spoke of this, a saliva yeah. test that tested my saliva at four points throughout the day on one day. Mm-hmm. And the results that came back were very interesting, but I couldn't help but look at it as this, okay, this was one day. When you're performing a science experiment, you mm-hmm. have multiple samples to form your conclusion. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on those kind of like day-long diagnostic tests? They are a snapshot in time, just right. like any lab. If you go to the lab, blood lab, at you know 8 o'clock in the morning for that fasting test, it is just telling you where you're at for the most biomarkers, where you're at at that time. Mm-hmm. If you went to the lab the next minute, you'll have different numbers. Right. So your body is like an ocean, constantly changing. So you can't hang poetic. Your, oh, yeah, I didn't mean <laughs> just filled with trash bags <laughs> and dead seagulls. The Santa Monica Pier. <laughs> yeah, my, my ocean is a Venice yeah. beach. <laughs> it's just needles and dead birds inside of it. Sad. <laughs> Sorry, to, yeah. we digress. So He's like, I can't hear this. It's making me sad. (laughs) But basically where you have to put it in context with health history and then retest as much makes sense to see a trend. Okay. Because a lot of people hang their hat on one number and then they freak out about it. And it's like, well, the next day you can retest and then that'd be completely normal. Right. So what's the patient going through? What do the other labs say? And not rely on one biomarker and say this is the totality of mm-hmm. what makes you you, which is way more complex than that. So how, like, I guess, are those types of tests a good investment? Like, there's a big uptick in the, like, at-home saliva tests, blood mm-hmm. tests, that type of thing, which can shine light on something. But would you, from your professional opinion, would you say that those are worthy investments? Yeah, and I think a lot of those at home without a doctor test give you some action steps to do. Right. And they'll even like include some free consultation with like a doctor. Right. Which why not? If you don't want a doctor on an ongoing basis like myself, maybe they just want to, this is like their gateway drug into functional medicine. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people it is. They like don't want to go full into like a consultation, but they just want to find. Dip their toe in a yes. little. Yes. This is good for them. Okay. Because they honestly bring the labs to me later on. And right, I can right. look at them. So, yeah. th- so with you, it's like first initial talk mm-hmm. and then how many, was it like a year program? Like what's the... Depends. Some people go visit by visit, just concierge, flexible. Because I see a lot of people in the wellness world, a lot of nurses as pa- my top patient base are, pa- are nurses. Um, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because they... No more than most doctors, and I think that they realize the limitations of conventional medicine, uh, and they want to get better. And they're super savvy people. They're super smart. So they don't necessarily need me for a year. Jenny right. McCarthy listeners, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny McCarthy listeners. Um, yeah. So. What do you mean nurses are smarter than doctors? I like that. That's a that's a maybe a strong statement. The ones I have met yeah. in my life. They are very brilliant, and their doctors defer to them. Right. The, what I've right. seen, the dynamics of how they talk about their jobs, they're very much trusted because they're brilliant, mm-hmm. and they have been at their careers, many of them, for a long time. Uh, Nothing. every nurse is, do- is smarter than every doctor, but nurses are very br- bright, and they are very good patients. They're normally typically very compliant. But again, these are not billionaire celebrities these are nurses that work crazy hours night terms right that just want to get healthy right um so that's an i like that that's like an interesting note of that you're the majority of your patients aren't like 
billionaires rolling around and a ton of bucks to spend. Because I feel like right. every doctor that... And strategic about taking control of yeah. their health, yeah. which is what we... Hopefully we all can do. Yeah, because like out here, I mean, obviously we're living in a bubble, but so many of the doctors that are doing what you're doing are like, it's fucking insane, Mm -hmm. the prices of these Mm -hmm. things. Like, of course, people who are normal can't go to them. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm sorry, I can't give you $600 to sit with you for one hour Mm -hmm. or whatever, like, or a thousand or 1500. Like, and then the prices just keep, even like the naturopathic doctor that I went to, I've seen him once. I just buy B12 from him. He's basically <laughs> a drug dealer. L-O-L. Legitimately. Um, Dr. Will Cole, where can our listeners find you? It's at drwillcole.com. Easy. Wow. Yeah, it's my name, How .com. Awesome. Does and everyone just call you Dr. Will Cole? Yeah. It sounds nice. It really much. goes well together. And you're, and you're active on Instagram, as we <laughs> yeah. mentioned, yes. and that's at, at Dr. Dr. Will, Will Cole. Cole. Oh my gosh. Everything's right there. What yeah. an enlightening conversation. We used a lot of big words that I didn't know, so that's always good. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't too. Do you feel like um, there's anything that you wanted to tell us that we didn't ask you? Um, since we're not doctors? Well. <laughs> or nurses? We're talking about food and people doing things without a doctor. I have a book coming out in the summertime. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's just, I don't know if it's okay to talk about. Yes. It. What? Yeah. This is a All podcast. Right. It's basically just a promotional tool. <laughs> <laughs> With hopefully good content yeah, yeah, yeah. sprinkled in between. <laughs> we it. try, we try. Yeah, but the it's called Ketotarian, and it is a keto. We didn't a, even talk about that. Yes. Sorry, a, but no, it's a plant-based ketogenic book. So it's marrying the best of plant-based with the best of keto. It's I'm so obsessed. cool. I want to do All this because right. well, I was looking into keto, but then I heard it makes you have bad breath, and I was out. It can. And we, <laughs> we talk about all the bio, uh, tweaking it so you don't have those issues. Oh, wow. Well, keto we might have ter- to have you what is back it? Say on. Say it again? Ketotarian. So That's it's so basically good. a keto-specific episode once that book launches. I would be honored. Awesome. Are you keto? Yes. Well, I, I, the whole aspects of the book, we're talking about gaining metabolic flexibility. So you can go keto, put the time in for two months, become fat adapted, uh, decrease your inflammation levels. This is good for autoimmune patients yeah. as mm-hmm. well. And then you can find your carb sweet spot and moderate your carbs when you want to, eat, have whatever uh, uh, sweets. And then the next day you can go back to ketosis. So it's... That's what it's about. It's not about stringent. (laughs) (laughs) Too much. Cool. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so, so much. Again, it's at Dr. Will Cole on Instagram and drwillcole.com. And uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, that's a retrograde. Going to take a minute to say hello to today's sponsor. Hello, Fresh. Hello. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, just eat, and just enjoy. Just another partner that is falling under the umbrella of staying home and living our best life, you know? I mean, we're manifesting all the (laughs) Never leaving the house. Yeah. HelloFresh makes it so easy to cook delicious balanced dinners for less than $10 a meal. And what I love is that all the ingredients come pre-measured in cute little handy label meal kits so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. I got a teeny tiny balsamic vinegar in my last one and I was like, I don't even want to use this because it's so cute. I know. And the, like, ugh, there's like those little broth things, like so cute. Precious. Pre- so precious. The recipes take about 30 minutes, so it's not a whole production for prep and cleanup. You kind of clean up as I go. That's the new adult thing to do, I guess. I need to take a tip from you. Who knew? So all we are trying to do is 
try things that we would never normally cook on our own and then eat them outside of our comfort zone. Like I think last time I mentioned that I learned how to make risotto and I'm still flying high off that. Flying high off that new knowledge. Yeah. Love that. (laughs) There are three plans to choose from a classic, a veggie, and family. I got the veggie option and I recently made a gorgeous greens farro bowl with zucchini and asparagus. Farro? Sure. It's an ancient grain. Exactly. So if you guys think this sounds great. I do. Then head over to HelloFresh.com, enter code Retrograde30, and you will be getting $30 off your first week of HelloFresh meals. Ah, sweet. I know. That's HelloFresh.com for $30 off your first week. Visit HelloFresh.com. Enter retrograde 30. Live your best life. And then just namaste home and cooking fresh. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hello yeah. <laughs> it's time for R&T. Are you down with RNT? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> Elizabeth, tell us. Yeah. What's going on with you? Ooh, so much. Oh. Well, I took it to Instagram story. I wrote you a joke. Okay, I'll read it in a sec. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, took it to Instagram, Instagram story, the yeah. ongoing skin saga yeah. of 2017 to 2018 had a peel done. Yeah, it was a real... Uh, it was a real peely. <laughs> so huh? we were the walking dead moment. Yeah, Fear of the walking dead, Oscars the 2018, Elizabeth God. Yeah. It was a great experience. The only thing that was not great was I was like, it looks gross. And like my friends are around me and... They've You're lucky we like you for your personality. I know. So, we, so it was fun. Like the pin, so just to break it down for you guys, the and I'll get the specifics of what was in the peel. I got it from Jen Kramer, former guest, skin saver of Corrective Skincare LA. Um, it was like four or five different layers of acid. The first day, it's just like really tight. The second day, it's kind of starts to peel around the mouth a little. Third day... It's the zombie apocalypse. Third day, which was Sunday, we had our yearly Oscar viewing party where we went to Sarah's and we were like our core friends. So I was like, whatever, like, I don't care about, you know, they've seen me. If they can handle me at my best, they can handle me at my worst. Or like, what is that the phrase? I think it's they don't deserve me at my best if they can't handle me at my worst. But I just like didn't. I've always hated that saying. I didn't think twice about being around, you know, it's like. I wouldn't have either. Yeah. If we were all like, you should have thought twice. (laughs) I was like, they are all disgusted. (laughs) No. So then we're all hanging out. And then I noticed out of the corner of my eye, two new people walked in. Uh In like the, amongst the safe circle of like close homies. Amanda Seafried and her husband. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I'm Elizabeth. I got a peel. And she's like, is that your skin? <laughs> like, We're like, keep it away from our pizza. Yup, it is. So that was a funny peel moment. But other than that, guys, new baby skin it is looks good. You're glowing. where it's at. I'm so excited. I, it's like the new, the new hot tip. It really was only three days. Yeah, so, but I loved the excuse of not having to work out and not really wanting to leave the house, which right. then leads me. So I guess that was the skin coming off and grossing out my friends, I guess, would be the thorn, but so worth it. Is this what the joke you wrote? Hold on, let's read it. Um, it was, in a retrograde moment, my thorn becomes my rose. <laughs> I've been really having like this thing where people in culture are using the word retrograde. Like I watched oh, yeah. Chelsea. That's kind of weak and wellness. Chelsea Clinton was on Stephen Colbert and she was talking about like the 
um, current political mm-hmm. landscape. And she's like, it's just like really retrograde rhetoric. And I'm just like, yes. So I'm trying to infuse oh, yeah. the retrograde into. But like, wouldn't it be if it was a retrograde rhetoric, wouldn't it then be. And I don't know this. I'm asking. Wouldn't it be a rose to a thorn because it reverts back to into a negative? Well, because you started with what you you're the one that wrote thorn to thorn rose. to rose. So what it would I feel like for it to be retrograde, it would be rose to thorn. No, because you're. Well, I don't really know how it would technically work with the flower. I was just going with you starting with a thorn. Oh, right. Returning so to a rose. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah, Because now it's it rosy. It is rosy. Because your skin yes, looks good. My, and I have, like, a beautiful flush. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, well, Okay, but good. also, just Peels. an update on the whole condo of it all. Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo, that is. So last last we spoke, um, Mikey Dimitrovich came. He gave me, like, an energy reading and really got me excited about reconfiguring my space and I'm like so deep in it it's so intense I've taken everything off the walls I've rearranged everything I've taken out everything all storage crevices have been removed and I'm slowly going through everything one by one what I'm getting rid of it's like this is the final stage of the ultimate spring cleaning like that's the one thing that in the art of tidying up they talk about which is like people who are like constantly organizing constantly cleaning up like that's a mind fuck. Yeah. This is like the final final of like, I don't want to be having to reorganize things ever again. Did you find the pins? No. Okay. I'll get there. Okay. <laughs> but, um, so I found, so I just wanted to shout out ugly delicious on Netflix, which has kept me company throughout this great new docuseries with David Chang chef. You pointed out that we went to his restaurant so with good. Kelsey Patel. I didn't mm-hmm. even realize that. Um, it's, I thought it was a show about ugly food that tasted good. It's not. I thought that too. It's not. It's like Bourdain, but like better, dare I say. Whoa. I know. Take it easy. I know. He's my favorite celebrity. Jesus. So that's like a big thing for me to say. But it's it's just really well done and really fun. So with wellness, TV watching, or TV watching is part of wellness for you, so, as it is for me. There you go. There a little gift from Netflix go. and David Chang. What about you, Steph? Okay, so my roses are A, I'm back in the smoothie grind, which is great. Nice. I like really took a break from drinking smoothies. I was just like getting grossed out by every morning drinking a smoothie. Mm-hmm. And then I went to doing like a liquid kind of drink in the morning. Yeah. And now I'm sort of like combining my wisdoms. And so that was, that's my just personal thing. But personal. Sharing relevant to you guys. <laughs> guys, okay. I. Echo tools come through. You guys want to advertise with us? I'm literally begging you to. Okay. I'm obsessed with so many things from Echo Tools right now. First of all, I think it's Eco Tools. Eco Tools. Echo. Eco. That makes that makes more sense. Echo. (laughs) I'm uh, I'm from New York. No Echo Tools. No, from over here. (laughs) Quietly. I think it's Eco. So East Coast. Like, (laughs) wow. I'm so sorry. Okay. So I got, I was feeling my skin on like the back of my legs. My skin has been so dry this winter. It's like insane. It's never been this bad. So I felt like I needed to exfoliate, but I don't like the like harsh exfoliator mm-hmm. things. Usually they like, like hurt. a dry brush. Yeah. Dry brush hurts. I was doing it today. I was like, this is not pleasant. Yeah. It hurts. And I just haven't been into it. So I got one of those like mitts you can wear in the shower from eco tools. And I just put a little, you know, like vanilla organic body wash and Cute. I like spend the shower sort of like Sloughing it off. And it's like such a fun meditation and like a really way to like engage with the shower since, you know, I'm not really like 
that big on showering. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give myself like fun things to do in the right. shower. So the, it's just a little mitt and it's like literally like less than $10. Yeah. And the back of my legs are already like smoother. Cause I was almost feeling like I was getting like an eczema quality from like not shaving and not exfoliating. So there's that. Okay. Then eco the tools. Okay. The mitt. So good. Then. Okay. I must be the last person to know about this <laughs> in the world, but um, beauty blenders. Welcome <laughs> to oh. the party. What the fuck? I've literally been putting concealer on my face with my fingers like a swamp monster for my whole but life. I will say conventional wisdom. There's like a whole kind of divide in the makeup industry that your fingers aren't going to absorb any of the product and right. they're actually a great applicator. No, I'm uh, done with my a fingers. A beauty blender will, it does suck up a lot of the product. That's my only. But it just goes on and stays on. Right. Like. It's great. It's, so. I mean, just thank you. Thank you for giving me this thing, Eco Tools, and introducing me to my new life with my new face. Because I always have it on my fingers and my towels are covered in fucking like concealer. It's under my fingernails. Yeah. It's like splotchy. Like I'm literally, I don't know what I'm Over doing. Over here with makeup pants. Yeah. And so yeah. beauty blenders, guys, huge pickup. And I think Eco Tools is made from like good materials yeah. that aren't going to Also the face. beauty blender, like the actual beauty blender from Sephora is awesome too. Okay. Hot tip. And then Eco Tools also, I got a hairbrush. I got that one too. The one with the hole in it to suck up the moisture. I was trying to clean my hairbrush out and it was like not just hair. It was like years of like lint and I was pulling it out. I was like, I'll just keep this one for like travel. And then I was like, you know what? I have a new hairbrush now. I'm going to do something I never thought I would do, which is just throw Condo that hairbrush. Shit. Throw it the fuck I did. Out. I was like, get out of my fucking life. Because I did up my feng shui mapping in my house and my bathroom is the, is the center of love and relationships. Uh-huh. So I'm like, anything that's in here that's like old and dirty and like not serving me like needs to get fucking Can thrown out. Can you tell me about the, you kind of glazed over my intrigue. So feng Vanessa, our friend Vanessa, she, um, she, gave, she, it's called a, um, Vanessa Chester, Vanessa Chester. Yeah. She gave me, she drew it out. It's called a Rada. I feel okay. like maybe, I don't know if that's the right name, but it's a map. Um, and inside every room or slash or like home and in, in different quadrants of the house mm-hmm. is where is the energetic ruler of like different life qualities. Cool. So my bathroom is like love and relationships. My like kitchen area <laughs> is, is that where you're going to fuck. No, but it's just like it's like more about the energetic flow like of this space. Also, like yes, <laughs> also sure. If anyone wants something to, to do in the shower, fuck you in my shower. <laughs> um, but my kitchen is about like career, mm-hmm. and I've been feeling like really like weird in my kitchen. This is my thorn. So okay, let's go into it. And so I was like, okay, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get my cleaning lady who I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> to just instead of my rest of my apartment, I can like kind of handle like I vacuum and sweep, and it's like pretty good. But I'm not sufficient at, like, the deep clean of the kitchen. So I was like, I'm right. just going to have her come over and, like, just spend all day on the kitchen. Like, pull out the, the st- stove. Like, pull out the refrigerator. Like, just go in on the fucking kitchen. So I texted her. I'm like, Cynthia, like, how much would it be to just do my kitchen? She's like, I can definitely do that. She gave me a price. And then she's like, just have your husband move the stove oh, and the refrigerator. Oh, oh. And then I can do it. And I'm just like, uh... Are you shaming me to not live in filth or are you helping me manifest a husband? I'm not sure. But I didn't write back because I didn't know how to say I don't have a husband. That's really funny. I know. So I need to 
get some sort of male volunteer to come over and move, move. my things. I feel like you and I could do it together. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure me plus one other. Yeah. People. But it was just funny where I was just like, oh, hard stop on my kitchen being clean because I don't have a man. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. I'll report back about the refresher of my kitchen. Please do. Because I feel uncomfortable in there. Yeah. And that's like, if you feel that way in any part of your house, it's yeah. like bad. I have mice in my kitchen right now. Hard Oof. thorn, but we're taking care of it. Oh, but I will say you're talking about dry skin yeah. and I found this like weird life hack. So I had this like very random and very dry skin underneath my eyes Yeah, and I couldn't, nothing was working and I was out of coconut oil. So I was like, okay, what do I do? Whoa, that's a that's I a know. state of emergency. I know, it really was. I took care of it. I got the Trader Joe's little packets per people's suggestions. Anyway, I digress. V Magic. Ha! Yes! So V Magic is a chapstick for your other lips, is what it says on the packaging. <laughs> so it's your pussy lips. Exactly. So I was looking at the ingredients and I was like, okay, like this seems highly it's like moist. olive it's like, oil. It's like olive oil, coconut oil, and like vitamin E. I was like, okay, put it on my under eyes. Girl. So it's more than just V-Magic. It's more than just V-Magic. It's all the magic. It's a great product. That's so funny. I feel like I need to write them and be like, just so you know, it's a great under eye moisturizer. Well, that's like with Woo for Play. Yeah. I've been using it as a deodorant and a body moisturizer because it smells so good. I love that product. It's so good. Guys, things for for your pussy that are also for other things. Multi-purpose. So retrograde. So retrograde. We love it. Okay. um, Thank you so much to Dr. Will Cole. Love ya. Love functional medicine. Love big words. Learn so much. Um... As Steph said, we're going to be in Austin. Check us out. Check us out. And uh, we we'll will be back after. In two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Namaste listening. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde.